0: Praise the Lord everybody Welcome once again To IntoHisWord.com IntoHisWord.com If you stay into him He'll stay into you Remember He is the word Made flesh And dwelt among us And we beheld his only His glory His glory Hallelujah! We feel his glory when we go into the sanctuary amongst the brethren and start praising and worshiping God. We feel his glory when you're driving down the street in the car, in your private prayer closet, wherever you are, and you lift up your holy hands, which hang down by those feeble knees, and you start worshiping and praising God. The Bible does not say this, but this is something I remember from days of old and we don't hear that much anymore. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. I say that again. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. We need to get back to that in the church today. We need to get back to hearing that more. When the praises go up, The blessings come down. Just imagine that. Use your imagination. You have 30, 50, couple of hundred people in the church. Whatever the number is. Because the Bible says where there's two or three gathered in his name. He's in the midst. Hallelujah. So he'll be right smack dab in the middle of it all. He meaning Jesus Christ wherever there's two or three gathered in his name. Hallelujah. Just lifting up hands, praising God with all your heart, with sincerity in your heart and in your mind. I can remember times, just talking to you right now before we get to the word, this is time you can take and get your Bible, and get ready. I can remember time holding services at the house here, Hallelujah. Sometimes it was just me and the wife and the kids. But I'll tell you what. The glory of God came and filled the living room where we were sitting. And then when other people showed up, the glory of God, the glory cloud descended in the room because we was worshiping. We were praising. We were exalting the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We put ourselves aside and we gave it all to Jesus. Hallelujah. I can remember times when the wife and I were playing music in our music room. Just she and I. She was playing the keyboard. I was playing the drums when we had that type of equipment. And the glory of God filled the presence of that room. Hallelujah! We had church. I say it again. We had church. Amen. The glory of God. Where there's two or three gathered in his name. But we have to put self aside. We have to get our own emotions. And our own mental thinking to the side. To get to that level. And God will come in, God will bless you, God will bless your service, God will leave you with something to think after. It's all over with. What a mighty God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. And you may even get to the point to where you don't even feel that you are worthy for God to bless you like that. But the Bible tells us it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. And that's just a taste of the kingdom is when he does that. He does that to draw you closer to him. He does that to help you get through your next day, week, or month. He does that to let you know that I am God and besides me there is none other and neither shall there be any after me. He does that because he said in his word that the Holy Ghost, which is the comforter, will lead and guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve. Amen. Now that you have your Bibles, let's pray. (coughs) Excuse me. Dear Lord and Savior, thank you for this opportunity again. Thank you for the breath. Thank you for healing my body. Thank you for keeping us healthy and safe from from free from all hurt, harm, and danger. There are many out there that, that need to know you intimately. They need to know you like they know their brother. They need to know you like they know their sister, their mother, their cousin, their uncle. They need to know you like they know the coworker that they sit down with and have lunch every day with only at work. And when they leave the job, they have nothing to do with the co-worker until they come back again. But they need to go beyond that little part with the co-worker and just know you all the time and talk to you all the time. Have you on your mind, on their mind, all the time. We pray, Lord, for you to be on our mind all the time. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Well, you're listening to intohisword.com intohisword.com Today we're going to talk a little bit unless the preacher kick in. Hallelujah. We're just going to talk to you today about self-righteousness, share a few scriptures and you know I don't like taking up a whole lot of your time because I know we're busy. Hallelujah. And these are little Tidbits, little uh, tittle or jots just to keep you through the day, just for you to think about, just for you to study about, just for you to come back and listen again to more of Into His Word.com. The text is going to come out of Job chapter 33, verses 8 and 9. Job 33, verses 8 and 9. Surely thou hast spoken in mine hearing, and I have heard the voice of thy word saying, I am clean without transgression. I am innocent. Neither is there iniquity in me. Hallelujah. Lord, let the people that's listening, both near and far, hear your word, understand your word. Let it get past the cranial cap of their mind and into the heart and soul of their spirit in the name of Jesus Christ I pray amen well we know that a lot of people today think they can do no wrong how many times has somebody wronged you and you could tell that they know that they've wronged you by their attitude by the way that they've been treating you and it may be a continual thing and it may have only just been one thing or several things but whatever is noticeable the way that they've treated you and you let them know that you've been offended just like the bible says when you're offended you go to them hallelujah and you explain it to them but they never apologize but their actions may change a little bit, only maybe to spur up again the same thing. This is a self-righteous attitude. Yes, because they don't really feel that they have done anything wrong and that they were right. But, but we need to be aware of that attitude that it doesn't jump onto us. We need to have an attitude to where if someone comes to us and say that they've been offended, then we need to take that to heart and ask them to forgive them, to forgive you, forgive me for that offense that I've caused. And then try not to offend people anymore. That's a Christian. That's letting your light shine. Not being afraid to admit that you were wrong. That's human. And we're all wrong. And we're all at fault somewhere, somehow, in this life that we're working. Thinkest thou this to be right, thou that thou uh, saidest, my righteousness is more than God's? That's not right. Your righteousness is not more than God's. Nobody's righteousness is more than God's because God is right and there is no wrong in God in the book of Isaiah 64 and 6 it says but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away so once upon a time when we thought we were doing right, like the wind, our iniquities had took us out of the line of God and somehow, some way, some people got to the point to where they thought they was righteous. But all the Bible tells us that our righteousness is as filthy rag, rags. Hallelujah. No good. Filthy rags are just no good filthy rags you just have to either one throw them away two they get really soiled and weak and torn up and you still gotta throw them away or three you gotta wash that filthy rag so that you can reuse it hallelujah we ask God to purge us with hyssop and that our sins may be as scarlet they shall be white as snow Help us, Lord, to be washed by your precious blood, by a spiritual baptism of the Holy Ghost in water and in spirit. This is what we need to do because our righteousness is nothing but as filthy rags. Hallelujah. Let us consider our ways. Let us consider our talk. Let us consider how we act so that our righteousness, your righteousness, My righteousness, which is not righteousness. is just trying to be right. Trying to let our light shine in the world. So easy to do wrong. You don't have to do anything. And the devil would love you. You don't have to live for God. Just don't mention God. Just don't try to live for God. And you'll draw all kinds of people towards you that are of this world. Hallelujah. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Isaiah 5 and 21. Beware, warning, woe unto them. Now there's a lot of people that think they know it all. Wise in their own eyes. I used to work with this guy and uh, every time, any subject, anything, you ask him a question or or he thinks you're going down a certain pathway, he knows the answer. And he says he's right, and there's nothing wrong with him. He knows it all. Hallelujah. Now, one time he did give me some good advice about how to put a security door on the house, and I did that, and it worked out well. But there's some other things at the workplace that he just wasn't right about, but he thought he was right. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope for a fool than of him. Proverbs 26 and 12. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. Hallelujah. Uh, Proverbs is pretty wise, these words of God that that are given to us to instruct us and to help us to become wise and to help us to uh, read and ponder and and sincerely consider what has been written and how we can apply that to our lives. So here we have the word of God speaking of a wise man who think he's wise in his own conceit. But even for him, there's more hope for than a fool the Bible says than for this guy to think he's he's wise hallelujah In his own conceit or conceitedness I could say I'm not adding to the word just trying to clarify it a little bit so we don't need to act like we're wise and we know it all because we don't and you know the more I read the more I study the word of God the more I realize how much I don't know And I've been doing this for over 30 years, I think now. Yeah, over 30 years now. And the more I read, the deeper I get, which is not very deep at all, I realize how shallow I really am. Now, what you guys are hearing here is just a few tidbits uh, just to help us through the day because I have a burden for the loss I have a burden to get God's word out however I can, and uh, so I'm doing that through this medium right here, through this podcast called intohisword.com. Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth, a stranger and not thine own lips, Proverbs 27 and 2. That's what that says. So when we're think we're doing good and doing great. We don't run around, as one preacher used to say, he that tooted his own horn, his horn won't get tooted. So we don't go around uh, saying, look what I've done. I've done this, I've done that. No, we have a humble and a humility attitude. And if it's worth noticing, if God wants to have somebody tell you what a great job, how good you look or whatever, the compliment is, then that will come forth. I know some preachers when they preach, they're looking for the congregation to support them and encourage them in preaching, and that's what I mean by support—not financially, but by you know uh, shouting and clapping and hey, go preacher! You know the church thing. You know, yay, good job. You know, whatever, however, they express that they like that word that was just preached. But I think it's better if you get your confirmation from God and if you're confident in God because God will let you know. He will have someone come to you and tell you what a great job you did without you asking for someone to uh, cheer you on with whatever fancy words you choose to use as a preacher, as a pastor, as uh, anybody uh, doing any kind of work. Oh, what a great job you did. Thank you. You don't have to go around looking. So the Bible tells us, let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth, a stranger and not thine own lips. Ponder these words today when you go and you Help the old lady by pushing her grocery cart or opening the door for someone or by just helping someone. Remember these words today and they'll help you out in life. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.